to the Desperate Salesman Podcast. This is your host, Mason Thatcher. Today, I have a guest who has not necessarily been at the bottom or at the top before, but he's just getting started in his successful road um, to the top. I have Logan Haskett with us here today. Logan, introduce yourself. My name is uh, Logan, and I am a real estate investor. I'm in rental arbitrage. I'm doing uh, wholesaling and real estate, and I'm doing flips as well. So that's pretty much what I'm doing at the moment in business. Perfect. So today we're going to talk to Logan about how he got where he's at, where he first started. Now, he's a young kid, and I'll tell you right now, he's definitely on the way to having a lot of great success. He's very successful already more successful than a lot of people out there. I just came to his office tonight. Very exciting kind of what happened. So he gives me the map and he gives me the directions. I get here and I get lost. It's at the airport. And so I call him, like, hey man, I'm here. I'm by this hangar. I don't know where to go. And then he has me pull out onto the tarmac in my vehicle, mind <laughs> you. And I'm like, what? The lights are flashing. I got to go down about a quarter mile cut up. So very interesting start to the evening. That's for sure. But I just want to brag in your office a little bit. Very cool. Uh, in his office, he's got you know a couple of airplanes, a nice little old school uh, Mercedes classic vehicle, which is very cool. So I'm, I just love this setup, man. Thanks for inviting me out, and thanks for letting me actually do the bod- podcast here uh, on site with you today. So yeah, absolutely, man. Perfect. So let's talk a little bit about um, where you at, where you started, uh, and, and kind of go from there. Okay. Um, so when I first started, you know, I was. Um, I was kind of uh, misled into what I should be doing in my life. So it's kind of preached to, uh, you know, do a trade. So I decided to do HVAC. And so I went to college, um, a kind of a half college, half trade school type deal, ended up graduating, um, got what was known to be like one of the best jobs um, to get outside of school. The problem is it was the same typical corporate bullshit. And uh, I had always known that I was going to be an entrepreneur, like the, the entrepreneurial spirit was always there. Um, I tried a couple different things in college, like drop shipping, had a little bit of success, social media marketing. Um, but the problem was, is that I sucked at it. So um, and I really didn't enjoy it. So I always knew it was I was meant to do something, um, you know, be an entrepreneur. I just had no idea which route to take. And so I ended up discovering wholesaling and um, basically I was working like 80 hours a week doing HVAC. So the first deal was definitely a struggle. You know, I had to reschedule probably 15, 20 appointments and there's no telling how much money was left on the table um, during that time. Um, And I pretty much, Got my first deal done, went against everybody's will, my family, friends, you know, they're, you're crazy. You're making good money at your full-time job. You have good insurance, blah, blah, blah. Have you, have you thought about insurance? Cause now you're self-employed and, and all this, you know, all this stuff. And, uh, I pretty much just decided to take that, that giant leap of faith. And I'm so happy that I did that. Um, and there's, there's no going back now. And, uh, I'm, you know, it's definitely, I think, the best decision that I've made so far in my life. Needless to say, you're making more money than you were. Oh, yeah. In your other job. Absolutely. Right, the job. Yeah. 
So something that we talked about before we kind of started this the show today is uh, a lot of people are afraid to start a business. Right. They're afraid to chase their dreams. Maybe they want to be an actor. Maybe they want to be a singer. Maybe they want to be an entrepreneur, but they're afraid to do that because they don't want to go against the masses. Mm -hmm. And we talked about kind of like the first deal sucking, the first deal being tough and being rough. Well, when we take a day job, that first deal for your salesperson is tough. Right. If you're an office clerk, that first day is tough. No matter what it is, the first couple of transactions are not natural. Someone has to quote unquote train you. So if you take that same mindset and that same dedication that you do working for somebody else and you put into a business or you put into acting or you put into singing or you put into a lawn care, guess what's going to happen? It's going to get easier every time you make a transaction. So, Absolutely. so it sounds like you're able to get away from the masses. Yeah. Everybody doubted you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what, are you, what are they saying now? Dude, I have a lot of people that that were doubting me that are asking for, for side hustles now, you know, like, Hey, what, what can I do? Um, you know, to, can I help you with marketing and, and all this? And, uh, you know, I, it's not that I've turned them down or anything. I just know how to, um, figure out who is really serious or not. You know, when maybe I don't get back to you and then you don't text me back, well, you're not an actual hustler. I don't want you on my team. Uh, no offense to people that, that aren't like that, but if you aren't, you know, willing to to stay at the office till ten thirty at night, then then you should not be on my team. So I mean, I think there should be total offense to those people. Because here's the deal: you can ask for a handout all day long, and someone's going to give it to you eventually. Right. So someone like you have to insulate yourself to not give everybody a shot, right. and that's the challenge that we do as being entrepreneurs, good business folks nice guys. We want to give everybody a chance and you can't do that. You got to give them homework. You got to ask them for three or four or five things to do mm -hmm. and then have them get back to you. What that does is that teaches them and teaches you, are they ready for you and are they ready for you? Right. And I actually, I kind of want to go back to, um, to people that are like, that are scared to take that first step. Um, you know, my opinion is if, if you're scared to take that first step, which it, it can be scary, but if you don't like believe in it, then then don't start because, and you can attest to this as much as well as I can, because entrepreneurship is fucking hard, man. Like it's just not easy. You know, it's when you are self-employed and you literally have to make money to support yourself. If you don't believe it, then you, you shouldn't even start. And Dude, I'm glad you hit on that because that's one thing I've been wanting to say. Yeah. If you put hashtag entrepreneur, or hashtag entrepreneur life in your Instagram because you think it's fucking cool. <laughs> that doesn't get you paid. It right. doesn't make you anybody at all. Right. All it does is make you look like a fool six months later when you're checking somebody out at Arby's. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, dude, everybody's an entrepreneur. Everybody's a Instagram influencer nowadays. I mean, it's it's pretty crazy. It's that MLM life cycle, right? right. And so I got a good friend of mine and I'm not hating on MLMs. So all you MLMers out there, settle down. <laughs> let's, let's just back this up for just one second. My friend of mine who he got put to, you know, putting on Instagram, hashtag I retired, hashtag retired oh, life. And then I see him passing out, you know, uh, I don't want to say the name of the company, but he's passing out samples of protein shakes and some form of a, uh, a tea to people. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, dude, did you really retire? Are you still working in, you know, that, that mindset? 
and he's still working the mindset. Now, granted, he's doing really well. Right. I think he's making, you know, 25, 30 a month. He has some health club. So he, he's right. And he, he's still working and, and I'm not hating on him, but he's 1%. Right. Yeah, exactly. Just like entrepreneurs, 1% of entrepreneurs. And I don't know if that's factual, but a very small percentage of entrepreneurs actually make it. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Everybody's got a side hustle. You're Everybody, right. Everybody's doing mama's taxes. Right. Yeah, everybody's yeah, yeah. painting, you know, the neighbor's basement, you know, everybody's mowing the guy down the street's yard. Exactly. Everybody's making a website. Everybody's doing social media marketing for somebody. And that's another thing. Um, a lot of people that are in wholesaling real estate, they they think they run like a legit business. My thing is, and uh, like, it, so let's say tomorrow something happens to me, right? Well, what is what does my mom have to fall on? You know, um, nothing. Nothing. If you just do wholesale, nothing. Nothing. Unless you have it set up. Um, where it's systemized and automated. So that's where you want to be. But um, it's just all these people in, I mean, not just in our market, but every market talking about how they run this huge, legit uh, empire. And don't get me wrong, that's where we're all trying to get to. But um, it's just it's just part of the, uh, the cool thing right now to do. But um, that's, I mean, you want to build something to where if something were to happen to you, your family has something to fall back on. Right. Let me hit on something real quick. So, uh, real estate wholesale is when you contract on a property and then you assign that contract to somebody else. So you're essentially selling your contract to somebody else and you're not really actually purchasing it. And I'm sure, uh, Logan will drop his, uh, IG, uh, Instagram and he can, he can expand on that. But I just want to touch on that for a moment just so people know, but to go back to that, uh, are you building the right, company and you're right a lot of people have a wholesale company right. uh, or a transactional company mm -hmm. transactional companies don't become successful for long term unless you have it set up automated right so you have to have something some of that quote unquote mailbox money and i know that you're doing some um uh, rental arbitrage i think is is, is what you called it you yeah know? and so you're doing so logan has some airbnbs those are some stuff that's going to bring him some residual income that he could pass to his mom or kids right. when he has kids. And some serious like cash flow, man. Like I'm cash flowing on these more than anybody would on a rental. So that's what's interesting about that. I don't even own the property, but I'm making more cash flow as to where if I did own the property. I mean, that's, I mean, that's strong. Yeah. So obviously you're, you're not someone who, again, had made it and failed. You're in the process of making it, right? And you know, tell everybody else out there you've made it, right? right? Now, to you, based on the conversation before the podcast, you're like, dude, I haven't made it. I'm still hustling. I'm working till ten o'clock every night. People think I've made it. People are asking for handouts. Tell us about like just a day, like a quick day. What you do, how you start your day, how you end your day, you know, and, and what keeps you grinding. Okay, so um, typically, you know, I wake up at five thirty. I uh, go hit the weight room and I do um, kind of like the, the Jeff Bezos thing that I like to call it puttering around. Um, so basically I'll listen to a um, motivational video podcast um, or just, you know, something about real estate, try to get my, my brain learning and clicking early in the morning. And that time is actually very important to me. Um, I feel like that definitely sets up my whole day for success. And so um, in wholesaling, you know, or 
real estate in general, um, we have a lot of appointments throughout the day. So if, if it, let's say we don't, I don't have an appointment that day. Um, I'm typically hitting the phones twice a day. I'm working in the back office on uh, my virtual markets. So I'm in Kansas City. I'm in Oklahoma City. I'm in Joplin and I'm in Topeka, Kansas. So I've got a whole back office. So I've got my guys there and we've got our back office and, and, uh, and so I'm working and analyzing those deals and, um, you know, and hopefully signing contracts every day. So <laughs> sure. And, and I'm glad you talked about being on the phone and, and making phone calls. Yeah. So Logan has a company and, it, and it's a real company. They have multiple people working for this company doing a lot of these things. The thing that I took away from him today is that he does checks, he does health checks, he trusts, but he verifies, right? So he's listening to recorded calls, he's going back, following up with these folks, and then he's making his own calls because he feels very powerful in that space. It's where he feels he has a lot of success on his own, and I think that's super strong. So if you're out there and you got a company and it's slipping, Right. And maybe you're in that desperate salesman mindset or that desperate person mindset where you don't know where you lost it. Go back to your roots. That's something that Logan's hanging on to. He's hanging on to his roots that he has right now and not letting them go. That's why he's getting on the phone. That's why he's working late and he's out working his people. Sorry to interject on that. I just wanted to like no. let them know stuff we sidebar conversations that we had that I just thought was just money. Right, absolutely. And the thing is is like you know, you hear people all the time talking about, oh, I'm so I'm so nervous on the phone. I'm so nervous on the phone. Well, the reason that you're fucking nervous is because you're not making 80 fucking calls a night. You know, how are you going to ever get good at something without actually fucking doing it? And that's the difference between uh, people that actually do shit and people that talk about doing shit. We can talk about cold calling all day, but at the end of the day, are you calling them on their lunch breaks? Are you calling them... Uh, when they're getting off of work, are you calling them when they're on their way home from work? I mean, that's that's what's going to set you apart when you're talking to people. So. Dude, that's so strong. So talking about cold calling, own over company that's got people who cold calls for them. You still cold call? Oh, absolutely, all the time. And for me, I'm I love to cold call. Like I don't have a problem with it. And everyone I talk to, like Mason, I just want to start a process <laughs> that has somebody that cold calls for me and right. delivers the lead. Well, what are you good at? I'm good at selling. Then go sell the damn lead. Right. If you go sell the lead, then you're going to be powerful. If you don't invest the time in the people to sell the lead for you, that's why you're not getting good leads. Right. There's a movie, uh, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it. I haven't, no. Oh, my God. You've got to see it. There's a <laughs> moment in there where the guy goes, the leads are weak. <laughs> and Alex Baldwin goes, the leads are weak. You're weak. Um, you it's where, the, like where they coined the phrase... Coffees for closers. So if you nice. want to know where that came from, anyone listening, I hope you've all have seen it. Logan's a little bit younger, <laughs> so we're going to give him a little love on that. But it's the best movie. It's very powerful. There's a powerful moment when Alex Baldwin comes in and he's holding these two still nuts. And uh, it's just it's just an amazing thing. But to go back to that, if you're not making those phone calls as an owner, how do you know if the leads are weak? Right. And you don't know. Another thing is, is, how you were saying people come to you and they just want to have it all automated and stuff. How do you expect to train a virtual assistant to fucking cold call when you can't? So, I mean, that literally makes zero sense. It's just like the whole typical, everybody's an entrepreneur. Everybody's going to be fucking rich and they don't do anything about it. 
Yeah, not, not everybody's gonna rich. No, and here's the thing: like, you you might be stuck somewhere in life, and you're like, you know, everybody's fucking complaining about everything. Right. I mean, is there ever a point where you might think you need to shut up and fucking actually do something? Like, you cannot move forward in your life if you don't actually fucking do something about it. Man, so there, there's a couple things I believe. I do believe in hiring people that are better than me, having people who are better than me at things, but I need to know how to do those things too. Right. So if cold calling, uh-huh. let's say that's my weakness, then I need to spend six months just cold calling. Oh, yeah. Right? If my weakness is uh, processing paperwork, then I need to t- take time processing paperwork. Um if you want to improve or enhance your business, you need to know the process. So when you bring somebody in, they're not, you know, um, distorting the data in a different direction than what it should be. Right. You know, I'll give you an example. Somebody starts a business. They bring someone in to do um, processing and paperwork. Maybe they get paid by the hour. It takes you forever to do it. So you expect them forever to do it as well. And so you need to know what, time stamps on items and things like that. So, I mean, I, you hit home with that so hard. Yeah. I think it's great. Yeah, man, absolutely. I mean, I mean, you just literally cannot expect to hire somebody and them to be good at it if you're not. So sure. I mean, we, we've all sucked at things all the time. And yeah, if you don't think you suck at something, guess what? You probably suck at not thinking that you suck. <laughs> no, that's so true. Honestly, everybody sucks at something. Oh dude. If, I, I'll tell you right now what I suck at. I suck at, fucking organization i'm terrible at it but guess what i fucking work my ass off every day to get better at it you know it's great if you took the time to set up the processes your day could be shortened right right because of organization organizational stuff. right yeah. I'm, I'm the same way organization is not necessarily key items for me either um but yeah so man we, we're really you know excited about having you on the show you know talk about Appreciate items it. that we're talking about i mean it's been fun i know we spent kind of you know 45 minutes to an hour just kind of hanging out and just chatting about life yeah and uh, i tell you folks uh, logan's got some really big items uh that he told me not to talk about on, <laughs> on the podcast because you know he hasn't brought him out there he's got a lot of big things moving a lot of things shaking and we're super excited about that logan if you were to say one major item that keeps you focused other than motivational videos in the videos in the morning. I do that too. That, that stuff's hard for me. Like it hits hard in the face. Mm-hmm. What's one thing that keeps you focused and keeps you grinding. So like we'll give me an example. You're down, you're having a bad day. Everybody tells you, no, you got a flat tire. It's raining and you ran out of gas. What keeps you from being pissed off? What makes you keep moving? You know, what's funny is that's actually happened before, but um, Oof. Oof. <laughs> I mean, I think Tough. we've all been there at least once, Tough. but um, definitely. Um, so you're asking pretty much what my why is. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. So my why is, um, is my mom. I mean, my mom's in fucking trillions of student loan debt. And um, when I first saw her bank account and it's like, holy shit, man, like, I make more money than my mom and she's got a fucking master's degree, you know? So like that, that like really, really broke my heart, honestly. Yeah. And so, I mean, I mean, that's definitely one of my big milestones is just to, uh, hopefully she doesn't listen to this, but to pay off her student loans, surprise her. That's awesome, man. And, uh, super excited, dude. What, what a great place to be in a great heart. I had a lot of student loan debt. 
Yeah. Um, I get it. I feel her pain. I was able yeah. to pay it off uh, without somebody else trying to pay it off for me. But I would have I would have took that as a gift. And uh, we're gonna I'm gonna close up this this show. Uh, we're right at about 20 minutes. We'd like to keep it at about uh, 30. But I just want to just kind of touch home on a couple of things. Um, we talked about mental toughness, yeah. right? And that you're mentally tough. So I just want to talk to everybody out there. The best thing that you can do in life is start believing in yourself. The most important thing is to let your mind guide you where you should be and not where you shouldn't. If you think you suck, guess what? You're going to suck. If you think you're a B player, you're always going to be a B player. If you shoot for the stars and you think and know that you're great, guess what? You're going to be great. You can listen to a ton of motivational videos. You can listen to religious videos. They're all going to tell you the same thing. Where you set your eyes and your mind and your heart, you will go. So what I want you to do is I want you to take a moment this week, and I want to set your mind and your eyes and your heart and your soul and your body a hundred times further when you're at, than where you're at right now. I want you to think about what you want. I want you to envisualize it. If you want that Lamborghini, I want you to set in your car with your eyes closed. I want you to get to every detail of the steering wheel, of the dash, of the color of the vehicle. And I want you to think and believe that it's going to be yours. And then I want you to go out there and I want you to bust ass and make it yours. You're going to fight for it. If that's what you want, you go get it. We appreciate it. Logan, man, what an amazing time having you on the show today. It's been my pleasure. I'm excited. Thank you for showing us and telling us everything that you're doing. And yeah, I just can't man. believe what you got going in the future. What I want you to do, though, is give us a two-minute commercial, one-minute commercial. Throw out your Instagram, your all that good stuff where people can go follow you and watch you succeed and watch you grow. Uh, let them have it. Absolutely. So my Instagram is at L-O-G-H-A-S-K-E-T-T. Um, also, if you want to see me, you know, break into vacant houses and uh, – do a lot of hunting, killing a lot of shit. You can follow me on Snapchat. It's um, I'm Logan H.I. on Snapchat. And then my Facebook is just Logan Haskett. And um, I'll probably add you back. No, I'm just kidding. You can add me. I'll add you back. Perfect, perfect. I'll tell you right now, follow Zinsa. Zinsa exciting. If you got Snapchat, hit him on the Snapchat. Right. Uh, it's ridiculous. I've seen him kill animals. I've seen him kill, you know, all types of weird things and break into houses and uh, a lot of fun, fun stuff. Folks, we appreciate you for tuning in. I want you to tune in next week. we got another guest that's going to be super uh, exciting. This guest gonna, has been on, on the bottom, on the top, on the bottom, then then on the top again. So we're, uh, we're going to be, you know, tuning in next week. We appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in to the Desperate Salesman, where we get you motivated, we get you ready, we get you recalibrated, reloaded, and engaged. Let's get it.